And welcome back to Football with Ben Roethlisberger. I am the Grinch, and I am joined here, as always, with two-time Super Bowl champion, Ben Roethlisberger. Hey! What's up? What's up, Grinch? What's up, man? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. What's up? Uh, uh, no, you're just the scariest. Like Those eyes are creepy. What do you mean? Creepy eyes. These you're, ones? You're going to scare all the kids. These eyes? Uh, do we need to put, like, a parental, like, TV 14 on this because of your creepiness? What, what do you mean? Dude, I'm gonna be honest with you. Can you even see? I can't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the most inefficient mask ever made. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I mean it's 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 fitting. I wanted to have a um, I didn't. I wish I had a sweater or a sweatshirt or something, but I didn't. Uh, I wanted to have a red nose. For this episode. Well, that that would I mean, be. Can you imagine why? <laughs> that would be justified. This is. Be I'm going to take this off. I can't even. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> well, we, we could have been Rudolph and, and the Grinch today. Yeah. But we have our own Rudolph here in Pittsburgh now. Yes. It is the Christmas season, and how fitting was it that um, Rudolph gets it done for us? Dude. We'll talk about that a little bit. You got green all over your ears. Who, me? <laughs> what do you mean? What are you talking about? I look good, man. What are you talking about? Um, no, it's going to be, we get to talk about a big win yesterday by the Steelers. Yes. Um, over the, the lowly Bengals, um, coming to town, but, and, and you know what the best part about it is anytime you play a game on or near a holiday, whether it's Thanksgiving, Halloween, Christmas, whatever, you hate to do it because you're like, Oh, I want to be like home with the family or whatever it is. Right. But when you win, it makes the holiday so much sweeter. So Christmas right now for the for the Steelers and for Steeler fans, like they are, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good Christmas this year for everybody because it could have been really ugly had they lost. That. Oh yeah, dude! And it was not only a win; it was an absolute blowout, oh, beat down from yes. from literally from the second play of the game. Yes, so it's the greatest way. But we'll get into it because I, I got notes here on the game. We did not watch it together. Um, excuse me. We I was um, celebrating our. First Christmas yesterday. Yeah, you guys do it in waves. Yeah, we have one. We had one yesterday during the game, and then we'll do one on Christmas Day. So um, we decided to do this in between and put this out yeah. uh, for people to watch. Hopefully, this will be out on Christmas night, right? So they yeah, can, this is going to be dropping on. That's why we didn't live stream because you were celebrating with family. Right, I was trying to cook the but, prime rib and stuff, so I had to. Yeah, this will be out on Christmas. Merry Christmas! It yeah. is actual Christmas when we yeah. When we those of you are watching this now, Merry Christmas, dude. I have. <laughs> I have green in your eyes. Your eyes. Yeah, dude. I'm <laughs> shedding so poorly. It seemed like a really good idea. And it as was. soon as I put the mask on, I regretted it immediately. Did your daughter absolutely hate that mask? It's terrifying. Dude, I didn't even show it to her. It. Yeah, I legitimately I threw it on because I'm a big Grinch fan. You know this. And um, I, I, I put it on. I looked in the mirror and I was like, no way I show this to my daughter. <laughs> I was like, I'm not ruining Christmas for her. It's, that early. it's scary. Yeah, but let's jump into a beer because yes. uh, there's plenty to talk about. Like you said, you had some um, festive. I got green hair all over the microphone, mm -hmm. dude. This is if you're it's if you're only listening to the audio of this, I was dressed up as a Grinch. That's why there's green full hair. Outfit. Full outfit. Um, I do have like green legs that go with it. Figured it'd be unnecessary yeah, for what we got going on here. I feel I feel like that's like the sports casters. Remember they used to joke or like a news people. Yeah, like they sit with their their suit jackets and ties on, and they're probably wearing like shorts or something real comfortable underneath. But honestly, though, wouldn't you? Yeah, it'd be sweats comfortable. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but I, mean, I would wear Crocs like I do now, like I do every episode. Well, that's because you're a fan of comfort and utility. Agreed. All right. All right. So this is uh, first beer. We'll jump into it, and then we'll get into some of the holiday traditions you guys have, and then we will cover the game. Um, this is sent in from Becky. Yeah, Becky. And the only reason why I was asking that is because it says Becky on the note real big. I don't know if that was the type of note paper it was or if it was actually her name. So um, this is a Kentucky bourbon barrel ale. Hmm. All right. This is sounds like something we've, we've done some sort of a Kentucky bourbon. Yeah. I don't know if it was an ale. Maybe they made a Kentucky, maybe Kentucky bourbon makes a stout and we've done the stout. We, I definitely think we've done like a, a the darker Way one. Darker this is um, from Lexington Brewing Company, Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, of course not. Oh, All right. Gosh. You got it? Um, here, you want to do this and I'll read this. We'll, we'll move this. 
move this thing on along. Uh, ben Spence, greetings from Kentucky, where 95% of the world's bourbon is made. I wanted to send some southern hospitality your way by sending this Kentucky bourbon barrel ale brewed by Lexington Brewing Company and Distilling Co. in Lexington, Kentucky. So these people also make bourbon. That's probably delicious. Um, home of Moon Township native, John... Uh, sorry, John... Uh, he's the head coach of men's... Coach, Cal. coach Calipari. Yeah, Calipari. Coach Cal. Yeah, Wildcats basketball team. There yep. you go. You know me in sports. Yes, I know. Super good with it. True. Um, coach yeah. Cal. So, shout out. Love Coach Cal. Yeah, so here we go. Okay. I don't know what the ABV is here. Well, it's Asian bourbon barrel. It's an Asian bourbon barrel. Um, some of Kentucky's oh. finest facilities. Oh. 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 oh, she says it here. Oh, 8.2. 8.2. She says the Hello. subtle yet familiar flavors of vanilla and, and oak with an ABV of 8.2. Really enjoying the show. Haven't missed an episode. I, I only live in Kentucky. Pittsburgh is home. Mm, so the nice. show is a little um, like sitting at my cousin's basement bar and talking all things Steelers football. There we go. That's there you go. One. That's what the family. Welcome, Becky, family. You know, as soon as I saw your, your letterhead, I thought... I like Becky. Family. I like Becky. She's cool. All right, here we go. Huh. <laughs> I don't know why that got me, do I? Not. Hmm. What There's do you think? no notes? No notes. She said it's, a, it's you get a subtle hint of vanilla yes, and oak. For sure. Really? It's really good. For 8.2, you, you, you fooled me all day. I definitely get the vanilla. Oh, yeah. That's delightful. Mm-hmm. That's 8.2? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. See, Doesn't Kentu- taste like see it. Kentucky out here wilding, man. Kentucky nah. be out here. No, nah, that was that's a nice one. I like that. that well done, Becky, thank you, man. I feel like thank you could you, drink. Thank you. I mean, you can't drink that all day because it ain't too, but like, it's very smooth. That's a nice. That's a nice beer. Very drinkable. You definitely taste that vanilla and the oak. Yeah, that's really good. Smooth. It's not. There's no real bite to it. Doesn't hit you hard. Back in this, this right here. Yeah. Um, Becky. Wow. Well done, Becky. Thank All you. All right. Hope you're enjoying the show. With because we're enjoying it now. It's a great start. <laughs> right. Thank it's you. An awesome start. Thank you. So I feel like, like this. I do feel like that's a great. That'd be a great holiday ale. I don't disagree with you. You know One what day. I mean? One day. around the campfire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? it's not. It, 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 you could. It, it's got a good enough flavor you could drink it all year round because that vanilla, mm-hmm. but it definitely has a feel of like a fall, wintery, yeah. holiday type. And I'm know. I'm not a huge fan of like Christmas beers. I thought about doing that for this episode because uh, it is the Christmas episode, but they just they, I feel like they're overspiced a lot of times. Sure, Christmas of beers. I've had some good ones, but this would be a perfect uh, substitute if you're looking for something else. Uh, speaking of Christmas, uh, you had like you mentioned you had your Christmas here with your family. You I'm guys give that an eight, by the way. Yeah, I'll co-sign that. Uh, you had Ashley's family you're doing tomorrow on Christmas tomorrow. Day, right? You have a, a little buffer day here. Do you guys have Christmas traditions, or, like, how do you guys get down in the Roethlisberger household what Christmas? We do? Well, we're going to do – so my family – my parents and sister came over, her husband, and actually their parents are in town. So they came over yet last night. We nice. did all the gifts for all that side of the family and everything. Um, you know, we did you – know, we did some prime rib last night, which is really good, which isn't necessarily a tradition. I think we just did it. Um, excuse me. Um, and then it's nice cause we just did the lay low today. Um, and the kids will probably want to go to bed a little bit early, kind of, mm. um, obviously the sooner you go to bed, the better because Santa comes. The big fella. Um, and so anyway, um, yeah. So the, and the kids know in the morning, which Ashley doesn't love this, but I do. And the kids, they, actually the kids, I think kind of secretly like it. We tell them they can't leave their room until 8 o'clock. It's a good time. Um, and and because of all the rooms are upstairs and they kind of look like down a balcony, mm-hmm. we have to tell Benjamin that he's not allowed to peek. You know, because we don't want him peeking like looking for things. We want to yep. see the shock on there, like the yeah, shock man. and all, right? So they get to come down to our room at 8, which we, we might bump it up to 730 because they're getting older and they're waking sure. up earlier. But um, come down to our room and then we all go out together. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not a free for all. We we try and have some sort of organization at least for the first three or four minutes. <laughs> yeah, how long does that <laughs> it last? Doesn't last yeah. very long. Um, and then we kind of do so. You know, we do the gifts passing and and, and opening and 
um, spend the day kind of opening and, you know, putting batteries and things and yeah. opening stuff. And then um, her family's going to come over. Uh, a lot, most of the time we go up to their place, but because um, Bailey had a little something done this week, a little procedure done that we're, she's kind of on the couch a little bit. So we're going to do everything at our house, which is great. And everyone's going to come over and it's going to be awesome. Sounds good, man. So yeah, that's our. Yeah. I did get um, my entire family invited over to your Christmas already um, by Ashley. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'll just let you know we won't be attending. Oh, okay. Um, but save us some leftovers. Oh, definitely will. Yeah. Definitely will. <laughs> but um, I feel like there with Christmas traditions, I feel like at least with me and Ken's, we've, we've been the... Um, We've been like the the vanguard of starting some. Did you, yeah. you guys do I'm that, sure. or did you guys have some that like passed down? Yeah, no, we got some. I mean, we used to do like I remember. I'll never forget like going to my grandma's house, my dad's mom, um, back in the day, Christmas Eve, and we got to do like a present with them, mm-hmm. and then we'd have like the little pizza rolls, the cookies, the all the <laughs> that sounds amazing, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know, we would just have we stay there real late and whatever. Um, that was always like our Christmas Eve tradition. Um, but you know, I think that's great when you have an, when you have a family and you join two families together. Like you want to bring some stuff together, but it's also great to start your own stuff. Yeah. Um, and so, all for like what's a cool, unique um, tradition to start. I think that's just that's just fun to do. Yeah. Like, do you guys have something that you're doing? Like, no, you're just looking for no. Something? Well, dude, our family's all over the country, right? So, like, we never um, we don't have like Christmas Day traditions, like. I think I'd mentioned on here before, like we do a, um, an ornament every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife and I sit down, we look through our calendars and we look at like pivotal moments throughout the year. It's stuff that was like, um, important to us or big life events or ways that we feel like God showed up in our lives and our lives of our friends, like maybe some stuff that we were praying for and we write it on an ornament and we hang that. And the goal of that is, you know, when we're old and gray, that the whole tree is decorated with just our life story, yeah. right? So we started that one. I don't know where we got that. We probably stole it from Pinterest or something, I would imagine. <laughs> I have no idea where. I think my wife came up with it. Um, she's clever and creative like that. But um, it's Christmas morning, this is like the dumbest thing ever. But for me, it's a necessity. It's I have to have a cup of coffee and listen to Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas is You. Okay. Listen, that, one of the Listen, greatest songs, greatest songs ever. I can't hit none of the notes. Of course, but no, you, no one can. But internally, it feels right. <laughs> no yeah, one can. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. No <laughs> one can. I feel a lot better about myself. Um, but, yeah. So that, I but, like that. but and then I would typically have a like a bonfire. I can't do it at the spot I'm living now, but um, I would typically take all like the cardboard like in the morning or when like when we're done. done yeah. yeah, you take all like the garbage and I just um, have a huge bonfire and enjoy that second cup of coffee. So, but it's exciting, man. Christmas. It's way better with kids. You oh, said yeah. that to me yeah. a couple years ago. It's going to be, and it, it, it just gets better. I mean, you're, you're still, though, Key's still going to, like, just want to enjoy ripping it and playing with the paper and the yeah. boxes. But, like, yeah, as you get older every year, I think it's a little better. The kids get, like, all three of ours are, like, super excited. You know, they, they actually wrote letters. They're, they're still writing letters to Santa, like, as of, like, two days ago. You don't think Santa's, oh. like, done making this stuff yet? <laughs> um, but, and then they'll, um, or they'll write, they, and this year was the first time I, that I can remember that they wrote letters for each other, kind of. Really? Like, Bailey wrote, Bodie would like this, and Bodie's like, hey, Bailey wants this. And so I don't know if they thought that that was going to, like, get through better. That's but solid parenting right there. It was you know? cool, though. So um, it, it's fun. I, I think Christmas is such a neat time um, for all of us and for, you know, like I said, the kids. So it'll be, yeah. we're, we're excited for it. Yeah. So, anyway. Well, we got a lot to celebrate. Not only uh, the presence, the birth of our Savior, but we also got a victory, as you mentioned. Yes, we did. We as Steeler fans are sitting uh, on a um, a, a good a good feeling. We're feeling good, feeling yeah. strong. Uh, it was a good showing. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, well, we blew out the Bengals yesterday, uh, thirty-four to eleven. I feel like there's a lot to talk about, man, but I'll just tee it up. Like that was an awesome win. I did not expect that from Mason. I'm extremely. Uh, happy that it did happen. When I say I didn't expect that from Mason, it's just, we didn't know what to expect yeah. at the quarterback position. The fact that he it's came out early. 700 and some days since it started. Yeah, so that was awesome to see. Uh, I'll tee it up like that. What did you see? What did you like? Um, what was your take on yesterday's game? Yeah, I mean, I think so. Um, I, I kind of just, as I watched the game, I just took notes. I literally just went through and was like, boom, boom, boom. So, I figured maybe I'll just kind of go through it and read it, and it'll kind of be it'll it'll the notes will be as the game went, so sure. we can kind of get to it. And there's something to talk about, we'll talk about it. But 
I think coming into the game, the question was obviously surrounding a three-game losing streak. It was around the quarterback situation, Mason playing for the first time in, I think they said 700 and almost 800 days. Starting? First start. Yeah, wow. Um, last start was when I got covid um, and and had to miss a game, and we and we tied Detroit, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, and so you know, I I knew that Mason can throw the ball. Mm-hmm. I knew that if they were gonna if they'd give him some time, he was going to be able to throw the ball. He's going to be able to you know get the ball down the field. Um, you know, be able to cater to the to the to the um to the players, you know, distribute the ball. Um, a, a veteran guy that's been now in the league for a few years. He's seen some different systems, seen different defenses. Um, so it was just going to be interesting to see how he was going to play. I thought that was one of the main stories. The second storyline coming in um, was the, the play of Jake Browning, the quarterback for the Bengals, who yeah. had been filling in, obviously, for uh, injured Joe Burrow, uh, who had been playing. His first game was against us, and we destroyed him the first time. And, but but since then, had been playing really well. Mm-hmm. And um, so let's see what, what was going to happen there. Uh, they were a team that lost two big players uh, that, that weren't playing in um, – um, let's see here. Uh, Jamar Chase, yeah. who obviously is a stud, is going to hurt them a lot. And then Reader, their big D nose tackle, or um, D lineman. He's a, a run stopper, a leader, um, I, think, I believe a captain. I mean, a guy that really can um, establish himself in there on the line. So those two guys being out were going to be key yeah. um, to that game. And, and, and I think um, – the third and final thing going into the game um, was the Steelers' safety, the, the secondary situation, obviously with KZ being suspended for the season, which I thought was a little crazy, um, and also Minka being out. Um, they're going to move Pat Pete to the secondary, and I mean, excuse me, into the safety yeah. position, which he has never, I think maybe hadn't done that or only done it a couple times. Mm. So I think that makes you a little nervous, but yet I, I, in my note I said, you know what? The good news is Pat Pete's a vet. I mean, to me, that's awesome that he's able to do that, that you can put him in that situation. Now you're still probably going to protect a little bit, you know, like, okay, they showed a lot of, like, two zones and stuff like that, and I thought they he did it. I, I saw him a couple of times being down, and then he'd run back. He disguised really well. Mm-hmm. So for a guy that plays corner and nickel to be able to, to do all the stuff that he did um, yesterday was going to be key to the game, and obviously we can get into it as we go. But, um, you know, starting the game um, – Defense gave up a first down. You know, it's kind of like, okay, they're driving. Let's see what happens. But, you know, basically six plays, get a stop and get a punt. Um, and, and so I think that's how you want to start the game. You want to you come in, let's get Browning, make sure he doesn't come out of the gate mm-hmm. on fire and, and see what happens. And I know they're thinking, okay, let's just give the ball to Mason and let's see what happens. And so basically my the first note I took was before the offense um, – before they took a, before they even took an offensive snap, my two notes I took were Mason really has nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. He can go out and play free because no one's really expecting much, mm-hmm. and if he if he does doesn't do very well, it's what they're expecting. If he does well, it's like whoa, we never expect. So like he has nothing. He can go just just play free. Sure. And uh, so I put that down as a note. And then the second one I put was I, which I kind of alluded to a second ago, was I expect Mason to throw the ball more because he can throw the ball well. He maybe doesn't have it in his legs like the other guys do, but he can throw the ball pretty well. Always has been. I mean, he's a lot of records. I think at, at Oklahoma State. Yeah. Um. So so I expected to see some throwing, uh, him throwing the ball. Um. So those were kind of the keys before we got the ball first, and then sure enough, second play of the game, we throw a, a, slant, a simple slant route. And I've talked about it on this, and it goes 86 yards for a touchdown. Yeah, got I think love 80, that. 80, 80 something yep. yards. I have talked about on this show before as a quarterback because I've been there before. When you throw a screen and it goes to the house for a touchdown, it's the greatest play ever because you're throwing the ball short and they run, and it's 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 just it's it's the greatest play. The second best is when you throw a five yard slant route right. and it happens because it's happened to me many times. I had. Probably the best in the business at it, and Antonio Brown, mm-hmm. um, who did it many times, and before him, San Antonio Holmes, a guy that can on the backside that can run a good slant route, catch the ball in stride, and just separate. Man, that, that is the greatest feeling ever. And they go the distance, eighty-six yards. Um, should go down as one of the longest in Heinz Field. I don't know what it what it would mm-hmm. be, but it's, it's got to go down as one of the longest. Um, that play that they ran, I don't know the exact play, but the combination of a, what we call a D slant, a diagonal with a slant coming in. Is a play that I would audible to all the time. We would get, we'd hit Antonio on it. Like I said, San Antonio Holmes. It's a great beater for man. 
um, because if your guy can run a slant better than their guy can cover it, he's going to catch and run. <laughs> yeah, and if you put a good ball on him, which Mason did, yeah. he can catch it in stride. Now, their guy, their safety, I think, took a horrible angle oh, yeah, and knocked cooked. down the corner and all kinds of stuff happened. Yeah. But, um, man, you can't ask for a better start for, for Mason. I mean, you're throwing a, a slant route. I mean, that's a, it's a super easy throw. It's a great completion. Well, we call that a great drive, like drive starter or confidence builder. Um, things that, you know, maybe he went to coach and said, hey, I really like this play because it just, I love throwing the slant. Mm-hmm. He got the look he went, he, he wanted, he went to the proper side, chose the proper guy, and waited for a second window and made a great throw. So um, you just, you love that as a quarterback. You love it as an offense. I know Tom and the fans, everybody had to, to go nuts. And then you think about George Pickens. George like, how you like me now? <laughs> right? <laughs> right? I mean, we, um, we'll get to it more, but, but that was... Um, I mean, a huge start for, for the offense, for the Steelers, for, for Mason, and then obviously for George. Yeah, what do you think, uh, yeah, obviously because we weren't there, but what do you think that did in the actual stadium? I mean, obviously it got loud. You're seeing Mason start. That's something that the fans have been asking for. Uh, he gets the opportunity after being brought in the previous week for, I don't know, two minutes, I think he was in for the previous week. And that's how you come out the gate with. He had a pretty decent run from Naj, and then all of a sudden this this second uh, pass is, goes to the house with it. Mm-hmm. Like, it did in that moment. Are you are you as a fan? Is that solidifying your? I told you so. He should have been in there. Or is that like a hey man that just got lucky or what? Like uh, maybe what, a little bit of both. Yeah. I think I think it's probably like a whew, big sigh of relief. Like all right, here we go. We got a lead. Like that's big. Um, I think if you know, and I'm not taking anything away from. It. I said I, I've benefited many times from throwing a slant for a touchdown. I'm not taking anything away from it. But it, it, it's a it's a it's a relatively simple throw. Mm-hmm. And. He, but he did what he was supposed to do. That's the key to it. It's you could say it was a simple throw, like he, but but all it takes is like a little bit off the off off his numbers, a little bit behind. If, if George has to slow down just a little bit, yeah, little high, little low, little too far in front. If the ball's not perfect, it's probably caught for a first down. But that's it. But because he put it right there, he didn't have to slow down for it. He was able to just hit it in stride. Yeah, it's a simple throw, a simpler throw. No, no throw in the NFL simple, I should say. It's a simpler throw, but he put it where he had to mm-hmm. to allow George to do what he could do. And so I think when that happens, the, the crowd is like, yes, like this is what it's supposed to be like. And so um, I, I think for any, for more than, excuse me, even Mason, I think it was a bigger deal for George. Yeah. I No, I agree definitely on that throw, man, because what is it? What was the uh, total? 86 yards? 86, was it? I think. And so yeah. I don't, what was after catching that? 70, I, I mean, imagine. Yeah, 79. So that's wild. But I, you, you'd mentioned, you know, it, it, him doing what he was supposed to do. And I think that was, would probably be the, um, the, the, the header of everything that I, I saw on Saturday. I was like, hey, it, it seems like you're making what Thomas says routine plays routinely. It seems like, hey, the things that we're supposed to do right, we are executing right. To do. And then, uh, that goes back to kind of what we were talking about, like what's the answer? And people kept saying execution. It seems like we executed extremely well, and yeah. it turned out that that was the answer. <laughs> For sure, yeah. I mean, just execu- simple execution right. um, was huge, and that's what happened. And, and, you know, I think they took advantage. I mean, so the, my, my next note is really like the, 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 the Bengals start driving down the field, putting together a real nice drive. And then next thing you know, um, Browning throws a, just a mind-boggling interception in the end zone. I mean, he just, he, he's getting chased out of the pockets, third down, just throw it, just, just like – I don't even know who's throwing it to. Like sometimes it's like okay, you throw a jump ball to someone and they intercept it, but I couldn't even find anyone around him no, when I watched he, the replay. He looked like I don't know if it's their tight end or or uh, their slot guy that was probably ten yards in front of. Yeah, it was it was but, it was bad, but but that's a huge mistake. You go from yeah. three, so now if they it, you know it's seven three, instead it, it's still seven nothing, and now the Steelers get the ball back. Mm-hmm. It just a, a really really bad mistake um, on, on their quarterback who's been playing really well recently. Um, so it's just a mistake that you can't make down there, uh, especially when you're playing against our defense, um, a team that you don't know what you're going to get in Pittsburgh, the offense. Um, you got to get points on the board. And so um, I, I just, that was just, that was mind boggling by me. But, um, and then my next, my, literally my next note is from Mason going almost 800 days since his last start is, is really impressive that he's been able to come out and do what he's been doing. Um, you know, he, he, he comes out, they're completing balls, spreading it around to different guys. I, I, I noticed Pat didn't have any targets, I don't believe, which I thought was unusual. Um, but, but basically by – oh, I put here, they must be watching our show. 
Because at the end no of the first, at the end no of the chance. first quarter, they finally called that fake screen pump, oh, that yeah, rocket yeah. laser that I've been talking about, and Mason threw it and yep. completed it. I'm like, hey, finally they called it. <laughs> um, but uh, you know that what a great drive after that turnover. The the they go down the field. Um, they're, they're the Steelers are driving and basically run a jet sweep to Calvin Austin on the f- you know seven eight yard line, and um, I thought that the key for that play was not just the the desire by Calvin Austin to get in the end zone, but if you watch Jalen Warren throw a block on that. I was going to ask you about that. He leads around the mm-hmm. around the edge. He literally knocks his guy off his feet. Yeah, he does, dude. And gets Calvin Austin into the end zone. Yes. And so I have to be thinking that, like, he that Jalen's like, hey, hey, George, <laughs> see, this is how we do it. Because that's an effort. Yeah. And you, when you watched his comments this week, um, Jalen's, mm-hmm. he was like, you know, seemed kind of baffled by the stuff that George was saying in terms of I didn't want to get hurt. And to me, to see Jalen go out and around and knock the out on his back, pretty cool. Yeah. That's selfless. That's, that's team-first attitude by, by Jalen Warren. That's pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, and that seems to be indicative of that guy's entire being. Jalen Warren seems to be a dude that is – I mean, he's, he's what I would imagine every coach wants in a football player. Hard worker, Hard team worker. first guy. Yeah, seems like, like that. Crazy talented. Yep. Um, so that was one of the major storylines going into, obviously, all the stuff that was happening with George and the media. And then, you know, you know Tomlin had to answer for it and mm-hmm. never interview. It was just a whole soup sandwich of, like, crazy stuff. And something that stood out to me, man, was – you know, the last couple of weeks, you know, talking about the Steeler way, obviously you caught some heat for it in the media. You know, I think, I do think the media probably misunderstood what you were saying. Um, but I, when certain I, guys don't listen to the whole thing, they just take clips. Yeah. So, you know, and, and I get it. Like, listen, you have the right to feel and think whatever you feel and think. Uh, I, I do think that if you were to give that statement some context, you would probably gain a little bit more of an understanding around it, but it is what it is. Um, the, but I was thinking about the steer away. We always talk about it being toughness. And I do think there is a, a toughness that probably hasn't left in the Steelers organization. Uh, but one thing that kept coming out of these different legends talking about the steer away was this sense of loyalty. Mm. It was like this, when I look up, when I look back at like the, the dudes that I didn't get to, you know, I didn't get to live through watching. And I think about, um, you know, you guys in the 2000s. Like, it was like a, like a yo, I'm going to go out and fight for my brother mentality. Mm-hmm, for sure. And I think, if anything, maybe that was kind of rocky in the le- and maybe throughout this season. But yesterday, I felt like it was there in spades. I for felt sure. like they had this kind of common enemy almost in the media. Mm-hmm. Like, they were like, Us hey, against the world? Yeah, it's like, yeah. dude, these people keep popping off. They keep saying X, Y, and Z for whatever. Let's go out and do our job. And I think they did that. Now, I don't know that to be true. It just seems like right. if, if I'm going to get raked through the coals and headlines, I'm going to go out and ball out. Yeah. No, I, I, would, I would agree with you. That's what it seemed like. You know, it's like, hey, listen. And listen, I, to me, the, the criticism was warranted. I okay. mean, guys came out and said, listen, just what you see, what, you know, we got criticized for not. You're talking about with, with George and blocking yeah, and stuff like just, that. Yeah, yeah just the, the, the mindset and mentality, what it appeared um, yeah. like. And so, and then he comes out and says, I don't want to get hurt. I don't, you know, I'm not blocking, I don't want to get hurt. Like, that was I'd say, everything we had talked about in terms of the Steeler way. Um, so, you know, it, it is what it is. But, yeah, I think that sometimes as a, as a team, you get – the media players, all these people come up and against you, and it's like we got to go out and just play and perform. And I think that's what they did. I mean, um, it, that was a total team win the other um, yesterday. Um, you know, you have like uh, like I wrote here, you couldn't ask for a better start. Yeah, offense, defense. I mean, everything was working right, and and you're right. It just felt like they were playing together, um, and playing for each other, and that's awesome to see. I love that. I think that can take you a long way when you play for. Now, listen, it's always easier when you win, too. Yeah. When you lose, it's, it's you know, things get magnified and, and whatever. But, um, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, let's do this, man. There's, there's plenty more to talk about uh, in this game. We definitely will cover it. Let's jump to this next beer, and then um, we can talk about what it means. Well, what, well actually, I, I would love to hear what you, some some insight from you on the defensive side of the ball because I thought mm-hmm. um, – the run, their run was non-existent, which is crazy to me mm-hmm. because I remember texting you at one point. I'm like, dog, you have, you have Joe Mixon. Yeah. What are you know. doing? Like, and like, I thought uh, our line, our deep line was, uh, they performed 
Yeah. Amazingly. Well, that's, yeah, as you get the beer, this, this episode is brought to you by TJ Watt for MV, for Defensive Player of the Year and League MVP. Can we vote? Can we vote um, on this show? And then I had that my note says TJ Watt doing what TJ does. I mean, he just is, it, you can keep talking about it, but it's just, it's, it's, you expect it every week. And, and so it's just so awesome whether he's, you know, rushing, stopping the run. You can put two or three guys on him. He's sacking people. Um, it's just, it's unbelievable. There was one point in time where he gets held, gets thrown around the back, gets held, kind of gets the rock bottom underneath the arm kind of move, mm-hmm. breaks out of that, gets tackled to the ground, gets back up, makes a sack. <laughs> yeah. TJ, you got a comp, man. That's what TJ does. Give, him a, give him a shot, TJ. Give, give him a chance. Pretty impressive. <laughs> Not only that, but our boy Smitty over there on the other side doing what he does. Yeah, I got, um, I got my notes in here. We'll get to them. Oh, like I still got, I still got. Looks like about twenty more notes in here to hit. So, look at this. I'll say that uh, as we're Uh-oh. oh, spent that one's yours. Um, as he's pouring, I'll just read some notes here, guys. Um, I see you could tell the Bengals misreader, their big run stopper in the middle, the way that they were we were running the ball on him. That's a guy's a, a really, really good run stopper, and they couldn't – we were kind of running the ball on, at will on them, so I thought that was huge um, for us. Like I said, going into the game, I knew it would be an issue to, to not have him out there, but it was – it really showed during the game not to have that guy out there that we were able to run the ball. Um, yeah, we'll jump back into that. I know it's going to frustrate some people because we're taking a, a beer break here. But that is part of the show, folks. That's what you signed up for when you clicked on this. You can also skip it. That's pretty cool, too, huh? Uh, this is called Yellow Dog Honey Ale. I okay. don't know if it's supposed to be sour. Like a sour. Kind of did taste like it. The foam was sour. Yeah. Um, it's full of flavor that blends spices, hops, and honey. It says, Ben and Spence, absolutely love your podcast. I hope... You enjoy the beers. Keep on podcasting. Best Amy and Mitch, lifelong Steeler fans. Amy and Mitch, thank you guys. Amy and Mitch, always looking out. All right. So let's see what you got here. Yeah, it smells a little sorry. Yeah, yeah. this is from uh, Bradford. Bradford, PA? Yeah, Bradford Brew Station. Bradford, PA. Yeah, it's sour. Is it? Okay, not just me. It's good, but it's bizarre. Floral. Yeah, man, I, I don't hate that. No. I'm not drinking more than one of those, but um, it's good. I'll give it a six and a half. Um, yeah, I'll go six and a half. I'll, 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 I'll co-sign that with you. Yeah, yeah. That's good. I'm not mad at it. I'm mad at it. The uh, the logo's pretty dope. Oh, yeah. from the oil fields. Yeah. Um, you know, this is pretty dope. What's that? Boy Mason played. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, well, my next note, like I said, uh, if you were listening to the beginning of this, I just took notes as the game went. So my notes are going to kind of correlate as the game went on. And so the next note I have is that Mason has to throw a ball out there. Uh, Miles Austin beat um, Mike Hilton in the slot. I remember going down the right side. Um, and 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 he's got him beat, and Mason throws kind of a, what we call a double bump fade, and um, Mike Hilton ended up breaking it up, argue pass interference, whatever you want to call. But I would say two things there: either Mason has to throw that ball out there a little more because it's a touchdown. If he throws it out there, it's a touchdown. Or Austin has to learn to put it, pull a veteran move, put his foot in the ground, go back through Mike, and draw the pass interference. Like mm. sometimes guys want to fight through that the the, the contact, and they, you don't get the call. But um, that was just one. Like I said, I'm just, just taking notes as I see yeah. it. Um, that was one throw I think Mason probably would want to have back because um, he did have a touchdown. But, but, again, I think Austin can put his foot in the ground and come back and get it, and you're going to get the P.I. Um, so uh, talking about defense, my next note talks of actually two defensive guys, uh, two defensive stories. Um, uh, actually, we got, yeah, two of them right here. Uh, my first one says, how about Miles Jack? He's on the was, couch last week. I was just about to ask you about him. On the couch last week, and now he is calling the defense. Yes. Um, you know, it's, it's sad. The linebackers, inside linebackers for the Steelers are going down like flies. Um, it's crazy how that – so just that season for that, I guess. But Miles Jack, who obviously was with the team last year, I believe. It wasn't last year, it was the year before, but was here. Um, so maybe knows some of the stuff. But to, but to literally be on the couch and then uh, – I'm sure he's working out and stuff. But 
to, to then coming out and calling the defense. Like that was just that's awesome. Um, I think they'll they'll benefit from having him, you know, next week and, and moving forward. Um, and then my next my next note was um, uh, the young man Rowe. I don't know what it's the safety row. I think he, he went him. from the practice squad to an interception. Yeah. He got he was on the practice squad literally a couple days before, got an interception. Um, and the interception was helped because of pressure by Alex Highsmith. Um, you know, anytime that that you as a quarterback, when you feel that pressure coming, sometimes you want to get rid of it a little early. But um, it created what it did. It created great field position for the Steelers. Already up fourteen nothing, and the offense. So now you get a guy that's off the practice squad. You feel you feel so awesome for him because he gets a pick. And set you up as an offense with great field position, and so, um, and so right now, like everything um, is going right for the Steelers mm. to this point. And I think at this point, we're probably into the second quarter, halfway into the second quarter, maybe. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'm glad we weren't live streaming it because halfway through the second quarter, I'm like, this is this game's done. And I know people are like, Spence, don't jinx it. I'm like, no, nah, bro. It felt like the way that the Steelers' offense was performing, mm-hmm. it just took the soul out of, since, and like the morale was just like, dude, that's, we were banking on that to be what we saw in the last three weeks, and it's not. Um, you, you mentioned the linebacker situation happening, and you see, the, you see a similar thing happen all throughout the league, obviously, with these issues uh, or these injuries. You know, football is a game of attrition, right? You're always, you're always going to battle that late into the season, but it feels like more so than ever this year. What does it look like for these guys who come in, maybe they're coming off the couch literally, or maybe they're getting um, elevated from the practice squad. What if, if they're balling out? What does it look like for their future in the league when the starters get healthy? Is that is that an opportunity to take a job, or are you getting taped to get maybe a, an offer from a different team? Depends on who that starter was that's yeah. coming back. Depends on the their kind, how much money they're making. Yeah. Was the coach feel likely? I've had coaches say you can't lose your job to injuries. Um, I've seen guys lose their job to injuries. So really, there's just a it's hard to say. You know, we can talk about that as we move on and when I get to my notes more about next week, like you talk about Mason, you know, certain certain guys. Um, you know, but 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 it but if it worst case scenario, you put stuff on tape. Yeah. And it's and if your job isn't here in Pittsburgh, maybe someone else liked what they saw. And it gives you a chance at least. At least maybe get you a call. Maybe get you onto a practice squad. Maybe get you a, to a different team for whatever. So guys are gonna take full advantage of every opportunity they have to get to put themselves on tape you know is that the mindset for uh like a non-starter should it's be like, hey man i just need to get tape should be whether it be here or there should be yeah should be just find a way to get out there and, and show people what i can do and is that difficult um to buy into the team that you're playing with if it feel, or do you or as an athlete like a, a, an apex level athlete it's like whatever team i'm on i'm sold out for the team or is it like listen man i, I need to make some business moves here I'm working on my like, how, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. how, how do you how do you separate team first mentality and I need and I'm fighting for a job somewhere? That's tough. Or is that maybe like an individual? Yeah, I think it's 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 got to be individual a little bit. Um, but because you want obviously you want to do everything you can to help the team you're on because sure. you you never want to say okay listen I'm just going to do I'm doing this for me and I don't care what team I want because you want to you want to be on the team you know that, that that you're with and try and do everything you can. But but sometimes there's there's guys that. Okay, listen. I'm just. I'm not going to get this job. That guy ahead of me is an absolute stud, you know. Um, but I'm going to be ready when it's my turn. And um, you know, if I can't get there, I'm going to learn from that guy and put tape out there and and hope the next team sees it. Because, like I said, some spots you're just not, you're not taking pouncy spot at center. You're yeah. not taking certain guys' spots. So you just got to do everything you can to be ready for the next yeah. opportunity you get. You mentioned being ready when when uh, it's your time. I feel like that is probably a great um, undercurrent of of probably Mason's season this year. Um, yeah, I mean. These guys, these guys are talking about him him preparing as if he was starting every week. I felt like I heard three or four guys say that in interviews, man. And, and I th- I feel like as a teammate, man, you'd love to hear that, right? Uh, or, or I'm sorry, as a player, you'd probably love to hear that from your teammates. Uh, what did you see from Mason's place specifically that, um, that stood out to you? Yeah, I mean – he should prepare. I mean, that, that's what you do as a veteran, as a backup guy. I, I've said that before. The best backups in the league are guys that are prepared to play, but they also help the starter to play. Um, they're not trying to take their job, but they're trying to be as prepared to play as possible. And, and I knew that he'd be just fine doing that. Um, you know, I thought that he did a great job of spreading the ball around. I thought he um, made good decisions, um, didn't 
I'm trying to think if there was even a throw I can think of off the top of my head. I saw sort of notes I'd like to get through, but yeah. I don't know that there was anything that I that I could say like, ah, oh, that was mm-hmm. that was really got lucky. That got defensive guy dropped that one. I felt like he made good decisions, but was decisive with the ball. Even when he threw it away, it was good. Late in the game, I remember there was a play that it went to go hand it off in the end zone, and they kind of he bobbled it, or the receiver or running back kind of fell down. Something happened. Yeah, Jalen tripped, and, got and he up, ends man. up like just heads up, diving out the end zone, not getting a safety. I, yeah, not to cut you off, but I thought Jalen's uh, performance on that play was great. He realized he botched it instead of looking for the ball, which is probably instinctual. He got yeah. up and took the blocker, knowing to that do Mason something. Back. With I thought it. that yeah, was great, just just to get out. So, um, yeah, I mean, I thought that was a career day for for Mason. Yeah. Um, he was probably waiting for that day for his whole life. I mean, this is what he's been waiting for. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was good. Um, I thought, you know, I put a note down here, you couldn't ask for a better offensive performance considering averaging 15 points a game. Now you got 21 early in the half. I mean, that 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 that, that just does something to you as an offense. When when you can't get it going, and all of a sudden you, you get it going, and it's partly because of what you did, but it's partly because of what the Bengals did to help you. Yeah. It's partly because of what the defense did to help you. Um, all things considered, but it, but it, it, it just gives you this this puff of confidence uh, when you're struggling to, to do stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I wrote, I'm losing another middle linebacker in Roberts. Is, that's brutal for them. Yeah, especially him, man. Um, okay, and, and so this must be early in the game, or maybe halftime. I, I put the question is going to be, are you starting Mason or Pickett next week mm-hmm. if Pickett's healthy? If you're head coach, what are you I doing? I think you go with Mason. I don't think you – I think part of it because, listen, Kenny's your future. Kenny's is your guy. I think you need to – Protect him a little bit too. Obviously, you'd like to get him on the field and play, but if he's not 100%, why not give Mason a shot? What he did this week, 300 or 300 points, 34 points, you know, threw for 200 and almost 300 yards, um, seemed to kind of put a little spark into the team. I'd stay with him for another week. Yeah. I, I know you're going to, it's going to be a lot different now. You're going to Seattle. It's a much different football team on the road. It's a lot different than playing at home on Christmas when you got the fans cheering, like chanting your name. Yeah. So it's going to be hard, but I, I I just think that you stay with him, and and give him another shot. So that that that's the way I would lean. Yeah, um, that's just my opinion. Yeah, man, I agree. I feel like a lot of uh, a lot of Steelers fans would probably agree with you on that. I feel like for me, it's not just the offensive uh, production, but. To your point about keeping Kenny healthy, I mean that's that's who you've chosen to invest in, and I think at this space, you know, I don't know where we are at fighting for a playoff spot. Still fighting, you know, but like fighting, fighting. if you got a dude able to do that to, I know, granted they were what seven and seventeen coming into it, they were eight, um, eight and six, right? Eight and, oh yeah, eight, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I mean it's not like it's not like he did that to the Chiefs, right? Yeah. But but still but you man, you got to get yeah, it. it was you take when you got to get it. Very impressive. So, yeah. That would be interesting to see when is that decision made? I assume it's being made this like as we speak. Yeah. You know, I mean they're watching the film, they're seeing, they're talking about it. Um you know, they're watching the, the film with a more critical eye than I did saying, "Okay, this is a great play. It's a great play. It's a great play. Maybe in their mind, it's like, okay, this wasn't a good read. This wasn't maybe the first decision made, you know, but it ended up working out for them. Those are all things that those guys have to, they're watching the film. They know what plays are called. They're the ones they're talking about. So only they can answer it. Um, but from what I saw, my eyeball test, I, I thought he played really well. Give him a shot. Does, so. it, does that happen in those rooms, man? You know, like to be able to, to win 34 to 11, be like, I didn't like the way we won sure. 34 to 11. Let's, let's yes. work. The decisions, could, this decision could have been as this one. We got lucky here. Like, you know, maybe the, he went to the wrong, and I'm just, I'm just throwing yeah. scenarios out there. Maybe they went to the wrong read. Um, but we got away with it because a guy fell down or a guy made a great catch or maybe on defense. Uh, we, you know, uh, TJ was supposed to rush and he dropped into coverage mm-hmm. or Alex got his interception. Yeah. Right. Right. Alex, well, I didn't get to that yet, but Alex gets interception later in the game. Um, maybe he was supposed to rush. Now you can sit there and say, well, he got an interception. Yeah. yeah but he didn't do what he was supposed to. Again, yeah. I'm just saying these just are just scenarios, hypothetical, hypothetical yeah. things. So you can look at a film and be like, that, you know, we had what we call, what we call MEs, mental errors. Maybe this game, I, I, I doubt it, but it can happen that maybe the Steelers had as many mental errors as they've had all year. Mm-hmm. But we won the game because things worked out the way the Bengals threw you the ball three times. I mean, all yeah. the things that happened. 
I don't believe that that's the case, but it could be a case. So, yes, you can go into a, a film after blowing someone out and being like, you're not happy with it. Okay, this can't happen. This can't happen. We got away with this one. Got away with this one. Got away with this one. But at the end of the day, you won the game. So it's going to make you feel happy, but you can still do stuff about it. So um, hmm. I know coming into this game, we talked about this. The set, like, the secondary was going to be a big deal. And then when you're down 21 nothing, you know they're going to have to start throwing the ball. So it's going to be, okay, let's see the, the, the Steelers secondary get tested now. And I thought driving down, they you know, the Bengals kept driving down the field. They kept moving the ball. And they get down and they go for it on fourth down. And a, a great play by um, J.J. Um, Porter. He, he ends up knocking the ball away. Probably maybe could have called pass interference on it, but I love that they didn't. I love the no call. I love the – he's a physical football player. You, you, you love that he's a physical football player. You love he loves gets his hands on people. And so I love that, um, that, that, that they just let him play. And I love that, that he's playing as well as any rookie, not just corner, but rookie in this league. I mean, he's mm-hmm. playing really well. Um, should get some definite consideration for rookie of the year. Um, and so I thought that was awesome. And then I get, we get the halftime. I guess I just now to halftime on my notes, but um, I thought you couldn't ask for a better half for the Steelers on all phases. Um, so I thought, you know, it's just you literally it's like we've had so much going on and, and I'll, I'll get to it as I get down here more. But I want to talk about it. That's Tomlin. It's mm-hmm. Tomlin getting his guys ready to go. And, and I have some thoughts on that. But um, coming out in the um, I thought there was an awful holding call on, on Dan Moore. I just want to put that out there. I know people like to get on Dan. Awful call. No, not the refs. You yeah. talking about the refs made a mistake? Um, I have my next note was a great. You know, how about the answer by Pickens? Just, just total, um, total game. Like uh, yeah. you know, I, I, right here. Why would you ever leave him one on one? He catches the ball later in the game. I think on third and long, Mason throws a great ball down. Now that one was a great ball down the sideline to George for a touchdown. How do you leave that guy one on one? How do you not have someone over the top like with a guy that's that that good? Um, I said, oh, yeah, early in the second half. I said, I don't care if the Steelers don't score again. It doesn't matter. Like, if you get to that point in the game when you're the Bengals or you're the Steelers, you just don't – you don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. You can just go three and out punt, three and out punt. The Bengals can't do anything. And the defense is basically saying we're not going to lose four in a row. Mm. Like, that's what happened. Early in that second half, it was, I got to the point where I remember watching it thinking I can just kind of fast forward through this. Like, <laughs> I don't expect the Steelers to do anything special anymore. Because you don't need to. right? Um, defense might make some plays, whatever. But, um, you know, it's – I don't know. I just, it just was like a, it's a game as a quarterback, and, and we can – you know, as I get down to you talk about it, like once you're up that big at halftime and you're playing as well as like Mason was, you don't even have to, like, do anything special. Yeah. Just don't, don't, don't yep. blow it. And you can play free, and I think he, it looked like he played free. Um, you know, I think he even mentioned in his post game, so it's not me saying this, and other people said, like, he didn't have to do much. Mm-hmm. Like, he, you call out the game, you throw that quick slant for a touchdown early, and you're up, and then you're up 14 nothing, and you're up 21 nothing. You don't, you put up great numbers. Um, you know, he's 17 to 27, 290, two touchdowns. But, but, you know, it wasn't like they, they didn't ask him to go dice up this team. Right. He, they asked him to do a job, and he did it very well. Yeah. And so I thought that was, that was awesome. Um, I talked about George after after a week of not blocking. And everyone wanted to get rid of him and bench him. He may set NFL records because he was on pace <laughs> for some crazy stuff. Um, there was there was a plaque I had. Maybe the only thing that I can remember that I'm looking at. I thought, like I said, I thought um, Mason could have thrown that one ball out there a little more um, to Calvin. Which okay, throwing the ball a little further that's not really a mistake. Um, I do think there was a sack in the middle of the third quarter where Mason moved out of the pocket when he didn't need to and he got sacked. Um, and so I thought that that sack was more on him than on the line. Um, didn't feel like there was any pressure that made him, but he tried to like escape and he ran into the guy's arms. And if you're going to say that that's the only mistake that, that Mason, that I saw that Mason made, it's a good day. That's a good day. <laughs> it's a good that's day. It's a really yeah. good day. Um, oh, I, I have a little note here. Joey Porter Jr. got called with a holding penalty again. I mean, it's just yep. what happens. We, we've talked about that on this show. Yep. You deal with it. I feel like what he should do is he should put the same color gloves on as the opposing jersey. Oh, 100%. Because you can't he wore those bright yellow gloves and you can it just sticks out like a sore thumb. You ever hear uh Edelman talk about that? Belichick yeah. would make them. Mm-hmm. It's like, "Hey man, what, what are you doing with these red gloves over here, bud?" I totally believe it. You you absolutely should. He would get away with so much more yeah. stuff. So, he should know that. His dad should get yeah. him on that. But um uh yeah, then I got my next note was a huge sack by Alex coming on the edge. Love to see it. Um 
Oh, you know, I do. I do have another one here. I guess there was there was a he missed Deontay at the beginning of the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. which could have been a. Na- I mean, it could have been like, I think the nail was already in the coffin, but it could yeah. have been the. Yeah, but the, nail in the coffin. By the fourth quarter, you, they had no business even. There was nothing going on. Yeah. yeah, so he did miss that one again. Um, I have a they, they called a holding on T, or holding against TJ, and then a false start by the, like back to back plays. Mm-hmm. That's just the legend of TJ. That's that's TJ getting after the hot dog man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like he just he creates false starts, he creates holds, he creates pressures, he creates hurries, he creates rushed throws, and all this stuff. Um, Again, TJ for MVP. So you you would probably know this better than me, but from what I recall, they they brought somebody to block Alex on the other side. They brought somebody up and brought somebody in. Okay, I'm not. I'm not. I, I felt like I heard it on the broadcast, and um, but I was, it was probably fast forwarding at this point. Yeah, but it was like, like specifically like, hey man, we need somebody here to to minimize this issue, and that. Did not happen yeah. <laughs> at all. I felt like Alex played a great game. Man. I love. He did. I love every time our edge rushers get um, sacks and interceptions. Well, and that's why I said, like, I, I put on my note, Alex's pick was awesome. I said that's a great pick for anybody, let alone an outside rusher. Like his job is to rush and get sacks. It was all hands, and he makes a great play, which we know he's a great athlete. We know he can do it. Friend of the show, uh, has been on the show. He is um, a better human being than a football player, and he's a pretty. Dang good football player. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but I was just so happy for him to get that. I think those two guys, between Alex and, and TJ, they just feed off each other. I think they push each other. Um, you know, TJ gets all the accolades. I think Alex is like and Alex is he's such a great person. I think he's okay with it. And I think TJ's okay when Alex gets interception and stuff. But they but it pushes each it pushes themselves, right? Mm-hmm. They they each want to make the other one better. And it's just it's fun to watch. Um so um yeah, it was such a great play by him. That was kind of the that's the end of my game things, okay? Yeah. We touched on, because I have, then I have a couple questions that I put down here. Okay. Um, and one of them was about, you know, who's available next week for quarterback. I think I already talked about that. Um, I, I Pat, we talked about briefly, had no targets, which I thought was interesting, because I know Mason does like to check down and like to hit those over-the-ball stuff. Yeah. So it'll be interesting um, to see, you know, if Mason does go next week, will Pat get into the game plan a little bit more? Um, will it be more the same? Um, what will happen next week if Seattle takes a lead and, and the Steelers have to come from behind and throw the ball a little bit more? Like, will it be a perfect game like it was mm-hmm. this week where you've got a big lead, you don't have to do too much? Those are hard to come by all the time. Yeah. So let's see what happens. Um, like I said, you're going on the road. Um, and, and, and like we said, Mason said it himself. Like, he didn't have to do that. He didn't have to do much because of the way the game was going. So um, I, I thought that all those things were big. And I think the last thing that I wanted to just kind of talk about briefly in the game and, and finish was I basically said, I said, Tomlin led his team and willed them to victory, yep. which says a lot about his leadership and what he is as a coach. After all they faced this week and all the distractions, it was a great job by him. Mm. So I just think that, you know, he got his team ready to play a divisional opponent. And obviously the players are the one playing. Coaches coach, coaches prepare. Players have to, are the ones that have to do it. So you can, as a coach, you can only do so much. But what he did to, to fight through the distractions this week from players, from media, from former players like myself, um, I thought it just showed the Hall of Fame coach that he is, the leader that he is, that he was able to rally the guys and say, hey, listen, they're coming to our house. This is not going to happen. It's a team that's surging in the Bengals. But, but, but we're going to go out and take care of business. And I thought they did that, and they, they were led by a general um, that, that did a great job of, of, of leading them, and the guys – they they bought in. You have to buy into what a man's selling, and he and, and we all know Coach Tomlin's a great salesman. I mean, he sells you with words, he sells you with all these things, but you got to buy into it. And I think that they, um, I thought that the team did a great job of buying into what a great leader sold them. Yeah, man. So you've been in that locker room before, obviously, and uh, you've had some some difficult stretches uh, along your um, or throughout your career. What does that conversation look like when Tomlin comes in? Is like, hey. Um, We've been under it all week, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's our decision here whether or not it continues. Yeah, to me, I think the biggest thing what what in all my years with Coach Tomlin, he just never he never wavered, he never changed, steady. Mm-hmm. Just you know, in the midst of the storm, he just he he stayed the course, and sometimes it would almost maybe drive you nuts as a veteran guy. Like, come on, Coach, give us something else. Yeah. But but I think that's who he is, and he doesn't he doesn't put on a front. He doesn't try and act to be this way or act to be that way. 
it, it's who he is. It's his leadership. It's it's you know he's reading. You know, you go into his office. He's got books on leadership from like Navy SEAL guys, like five star generals of the Navy, like mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. You know, and um, he really takes pride in leadership, and I think he does a great job of it. Um, whether you you love him or hate him, and and is is he perfect and everything? No, but who is? Right. Um, are there things that you'd say, man? I wish that he would change a little bit. Sure, but I'm sure we all have things that we all wish would change about someone, about anybody. I, I got stuff I wish I would change. I, and you about guys, me. I'm sure you wish to change about me. me <laughs> yeah, it's all the same. It yeah. is what it is. So it doesn't mean anything. It's it, it's how, how do you you know do the things that you need to do when you're when your back's against the wall and yeah. the, the the storm's going and that's what he does and that's what he did and so um, that's why he's all of fame coach. Hey man. Hey man. Yeah. So it'll be interesting this week. I mean, I know we. Well, let, let's do this next. Let's do the last beer. Yeah. And then we'll talk about the, the game this week and wrap it up. We can do that. Okay. Oh. Um, yeah. will be, we, we're two, listen, it's, it's, we can do that. Okay. Because it will be – we've got Christmas. we got Christmas. Steelers won. Steelers won. We've had two great beers so far. Look at this. You know what? It's a great – it's a it's great – It's might be a holiday. Christmas miracle. If it starts snowing right now, I might cry. Well, it's 53 degrees outside, <laughs> but it would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, this feels a lot more like the, the winters uh, I'm used to. Yeah. I'm kidding. So let's All hope right. this thing. It's got a lot of cats on the front of this one, though. Does it? Is that? You're a cat guy. Not anymore. Not dog anymore. guy. Sorry. You, you know what's funny, though, man? I, like, I could not wait to get rid of my cat, and we did. And um, now you now, miss it. Well, I, look, I saw a pic. My daughter wanted to see like pictures of the cat. She misses it. I'm doing great. Um, don't worry. I kept, I, I kept it to, <laughs> to localize. And I was like, man, I kind of miss that cat. Yeah, I kind of miss that cat. No, I don't miss having a cat. You you know, yeah, I don't miss having a cat. This looks like a this is a nice, this is a light color. Oh, it's called (laughs) Haze Cat Lady. It's called Haze Cat Lady. Like Hazy Cat Lady? That would probably would have been better. Like crazy, yeah. But it's called Hazed. It's uh, six point six. I moved the paper towels. Uh, Hazy IPA with dank strata and Columbus hops. This is from West Brewing Company in Mesa, Arizona. Oh. Yeah. Uh, brewed and can. Okay. okay. So, so right. we've had two ales and an IPA now. All right. Ben and Spence, I'm a huge Steelers fan. More importantly, a huge Big Ben fan. There it is. I'm excited to share that. I just bought my dream car, yellow and black Camaro. Oh. Good for you. I'm looking for oh. a great personalized plate to put on it. Maybe PS, PS4L or Big Ben 7. Oh. I think you're footballing. Football, <laughs> football, <laughs> football in seven. Yeah, that'll definitely fit on a license plate. Uh, welcome. Any suggestions? I enjoy football with Ben so much. I love your guests. Always looking for the newest episode. I live in Arizona. I wanted to find a cool can that was symbolic of Arizona. So here we go. The hates. I guess so there's cats a lot. are like cats in Arizona. Hey man, only one way to find out. Wow. Uh, I was at one of the local breweries and asked the staff the most unique beer can was. There it goes. Twelve West Brewing is a great local spot. I suggested I send a Hayes Cat Lady, and this is what we have here. It's symbolic of Arizona. Anyway, hope you enjoyed this IPA. Hopefully, I can see you tasting it on the next episode of Football. This well, is you what you are tuning in. Here we go. Look, that's him. Here we, and he's gonna ta- he's gonna taste it. Here we go, Ready? Lori Sutton. Thank you so much, Lori. To you. Hayes hmm. Cat Lady. What do we think? Hmm. From twelve. I West. expected like it's it's very interesting because. You take you, you hit the IPA early, right? The hops, yeah. And then you expect it to hit you with that that hoppy ending, and it, there's no hoppy ending. Really? That sounds weird. <laughs> no that's hoppy ending. Yeah. Well, that it's because this is a family. Totally un- it's because this is a family show. All right. Totally unplanned. <laughs> Why? Well, that would. I feel like that would be a good IPA name though, because yeah, IPA. Hoppy yeah. Like where's that, that one at? That's sense. that's got to be in existence. These names are crazy. If not, we would have been. Yeah. It's so we, not hoppy. Uh, we could make our own beer. We would have been hundred airs. Hundred airs. We could have been. What did you think about that? Unless it just went bad. It's smooth, man. It's super smooth. What date? When did you send this in, Lori? No date. It was one of the more recent ones. It's one of our recent packages that we have over there. I really like that. That's very. You're right. It's not like bitter. Uh-uh. It doesn't hit you with the like. It's very smooth. Wow. Mason, did we see the, tri- the trifecta? Look, dude. Do we see the trifecta? Thank you, baby how would Jesus. You, how would you rank these? One to three. Um, I would probably, this was probably my number one. Okay. This is definitely a number two. I'm going to put this in the three spot. But again, 
maybe tied for two. Like I, yeah. I enjoyed all of them. It, 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 I wouldn't have ordered this. I would have been okay if you brought it over. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I, I would agree with you. I might flip floppy. So I go one, a one or two, a two B. Like okay. I could like close my eyes. Yeah. And, pick just, one. and you'll be like, Oh, super stoked. Either way. Yeah, either way. Yes. Yep. I, but I agree with you. This, this was a, we don't hit the trifecta too often. No, we do, do we not go play the lottery. Let's go. All right, guys. Okay. Thanks. All right, we'll see you guys. Thanks. <laughs> the, the Powerball or whatever. Um, okay. All right, next week. Tell next us week. what we have to uh, expect. Can you zoom in on my bracelet? Bailey made for me for Christmas. It says, Dad, if you can't see it, it's my Christmas Ooh, bracelet. That's actually really nicely done. It is nicely done. Look at that. She's good. Look at the detail in that. It's just, it's like perfect. Just like my little princess. <laughs> um, okay, so and it's funny because as we're watching the red zone, as we're watching games right now, the Seattle's playing Tennessee, and, and – I didn't even think about this. It was not what I was going to lead off this this segment with, but um, I think we should. Um, I saw DK uh, Metcalf, who is an absolute wide receiver animal. Yes. Um, it'll be interesting to see if um, uh, Porter follows him. Probably, I would imagine. I would think so, too. But they also have Lockett, who's a really good receiver, too. So will he stay sides and take it, or is he going to – because this, this will be a, a, an awesome test for JJ in the sense that um, DK is a, just a physical specimen, which is what I think Joey thrives at, right? He thrives in physicality. It's what he does best. Um, those two are going to be, if he does follow him around, those two are going to be just do you think tangling any, with do you, each other. Do you think any of that is influenced by whether or not we bring it in a safety and move Pat, Pete back? Or would you keep him there? I'd, I'd stay with what you did this week. I yeah. mean, now if they, can, if they have a safety, if they have someone that they really like and want to, or a practice squad guy that they feel comfortable bringing up. But I think um, I would, I'd, do what you did this week. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Seattle can run the ball a little bit better. I don't know their, their numbers and stuff. It just feels like they can run it better. Um, but anyway, I just think that'll be a great matchup to watch this week. Oh, yeah. Um, to see if, if indeed he does travel with him. When you play guys sometimes that have two good receivers, you just leave your guy on one side and say whichever one of them comes this way, we're going we're gonna to cover him. But, um, you know, two completely different receivers. Lockett, who's a more of a scale, like a quick in and out of breaks, fast, this, that, and the other. And DK, who's just a physical specimen. Um, it'll be it'll be a good test for him. So it'll be fun to watch that. Um, I think as we, you know, as, as like I said, I, that wasn't even on my radar at first until I saw him on the TV. But as we prepare for this week, I think that the, the key things are going to be who's going to be our quarterback. Um, I like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk like I'm preparing for it to be Mason. Um, so if that's the case. You know, I've played in Seattle. It's loud. Um, I, I don't know. I need to, to, to probably catch up more. If they're still kind of in a playoff race, like do they have a chance to make the playoffs if they win out? Mm-hmm. Um, that'll be big because they'll be – and I think they, they probably need to win today in order to keep to keep doing that. Um, but I want to see kind of like are, are they going to be out there to play? Uh, I think Coach Carroll will have them ready regardless, but I think it'll be important – that we go in there with a mindset and mentality of this is not going to be like the Bengals coming in here. Uh, we're going to a hostile environment. Like I said, loud, silent count, hard to play. It's a lot different as a quarterback to use a silent count as compared to, um, you know, using your own cadence at home. So I think that'll be big for Mason. I think, um, you know, last week we, we or this, excuse me, this week against Cincinnati, we talked about how um, Mason didn't have to do much. Um, I mean, uh, he did, he did, Plenty. I mean, he threw touchdowns. He, he led the team. Yeah, he, he didn't have to do much, and because of the way the game was going, he didn't have to throw the ball, you know, forty, fifty times and come from behind and lead stuff like that. Um, but I think, um, you know, what's the, how's the game going to play out? And I know that he's been around long enough that he will be prepared if they do need him to lead them in some sort of uh, of a comeback or from behind or whatever it may be. A tougher test, closer game, if you will. Um. Uh, yeah, Seattle seven seven. They got to be right in it. Okay. Yeah. So so Seattle wins. They they got got to be right in it. So, um, and they're losing right now to the Titans. But still, it, 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 this is going to be the, a really good test for the Steelers as a team because they're going to have to go if they make the playoffs, which I know their chances have gotten pretty slim, but they're still not out of it. They're going to have to go on the road anyway. So these last two games are going to be playoff light games. Um against playoff caliber teams and all this, that, and the other. So um, an unbelievable test for Mason, for the team. Um, I think our defense, you know, yeah, they're banged up and they're missing guys, which, you know, Seattle might try and come in and run the ball, not having linebackers. So um, it'll it'll be a key. It'll be a big game for everybody involved. And um, 
you know, I, I can't I can't predict yet what I think or who I like or a score or anything like that. But I just uh, I would anticipate some really good matchups. Um, Mason, that defense, DK and JJ, um, Watt coming off the edge, doing his thing, and Alex. So um, I, I anticipate a really good game. I'm looking forward to it, man. I'll call it Steelers win by seven. I don't know what the final score is. Easy. Okay. Easy. We walk out. Tom hits with the. Blows a kiss to him and lets him know. It says deuces. We out. We're going back Happy east. Yeah. Happy New okay. Year. I don't even know when do they play. What they I don't know. Sun, Sunday what time? Sunday? Saturday? I don't know. I don't know. These games be getting flexed. and. Oh, yeah. They move stuff around. Yeah. Uh, it says four on Sunday. Okay. So we'll see. All right. Well. There you have it. Looking forward to it. Well, Steelers, thank you guys for giving us something to celebrate this Christmas. And thank all of you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you more than you know. Thank you for your time spending the last hour with us. Thank you for the support of the show. Um, I hope you guys have a Merry Christmas. I hope you guys have a Happy New Year. And uh, spend some time with your loved ones. Yes. Any Christmas wishes you want to send out to our listeners and or viewers of the show, Ben? Spence, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. A brother. Merry Christmas, brother. Um, thank you for your friendship. Um, all you out there, the family, the football and family, I uh, wish you all a very Merry Christmas. Remember, Jesus is the reason for the season. Um, so we, uh, uh, we take time, and hopefully you guys do too, to appreciate those um, people in your life that mean the most to you. And if there's someone out there that you need to check in with or forgive – can't think of a better time to forgive than right now. So um, say hello to them, love on them, hug them, um, squeeze your kids because they grow up fast. And um, Merry Christmas to you, family. 